What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead, Bryant, to Shaq! Not a game, not a game, we talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life, AD Basketball! Back out to Allen, history quarter, bang! Curry for three, wow! Unbelievable, making it rain in New York. We the North, or now we the champions. Not the destination. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Podcast. And we are joined today again with Jermaine, who's back from his one episode absence. <laughs> I'm back, boys. Jace Boob is here. <laughs> welcome you, back. You, you, you haven't had a big night last night? You're feeling no, fresh? No, I'm feeling all right now. So I'm ready for the to give the NBA news. Give, to give the, the people what they want. That's exactly what. And, and we're, we're joined with also with Cal and Mac, who's a, a steady contributor to That's the podcast. It. Episode four. <laughs> we're back, baby. Episode <laughs> four. Let's keep it going. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to those international viewers out there. We've, we've had a couple that have, that have joined in. So the first of many, hopefully. That's it. <laughs> going worldwide. Yeah. Yep. So, um, across the globe. A bit of Europe, a bit, bit of Americas. Yeah, we're, we're hitting over, over the sea, overseas. Um, so we're going through a few things today. We've, we've had some basketball to digest now. We, we, we're a few games in, just over a week in now, and some things to talk about. Um, right off the top, we've got a, we've got a few unfortunate news to cover. Um, a couple of pretty significant injuries for some teams contending for that last spot in the playoffs on both the east and west sides. First of all, we've got Jonathan Isaac unfortunately has um, torn his ACL, so he's going to be obviously out for the, the rest of the season. And Jaron Jackson Jr. has also done his meniscus. So, a bit of a tough blow for those teams. Probably more so the, the Grizzlies who are still fighting for that number 8 seed. Um, the Orlando Magic's probably sort of locked in there. Um, do you think that the Grizzlies, how does this affect them and moving forward and, and their chances for making the 8th seed? Uh, I feel pretty bad for them. I think Triple J, obviously, aside from Jar, he was their um, you know, number 2 option. And then also, he's, he brings a lot to the table defensively, spreads the court, hitting that three this year really efficiently. So it's going to be a big loss for them. It's pretty disappointing. I think most of us now are kind of rooting for 
some of the other teams probably in the West to battle out um, the Lakers in that first round just because uh, we, we always want to see the, you know, the best team, um, the best top eight. So, um, yeah, yeah, disappointing. It, it's a tough loss. And like you said, he's, he's a good floor spacer. Uh, I saw an interesting stat the other day that in the bubble, um, Triple J has been averaging more threes than rebounds so far. Wow. Averaging, yeah. <laughs> averaging 3.3 three-pointers and, and 2.6 Rebounds per game, so he's not, he's not sure if I'm concerned about that rebound. <laughs> yeah, I'd actually be a bit concerned about that rebound. I don't know if it's a, it's a yeah. good thing because he's shooting and making a lot of threes, yeah. or, or if he's not rebounding. Yeah. But but um, he's definitely a unique player, and I think it's a big loss for them. Good good young player, and especially I mean whether they make the eighth seed or not is not something you want for him because he's such a great talent, and you'd want to see you'd hope that he had, has a good career ahead of him. So yeah, hopefully he bounces back for next season or. Yeah, big, big big loss for, for that team. And obviously, Jonathan Isaac, of, of, of the Orlando Magics, um, he's... Um, he was their brightest spark, really. He's like, literally the only reason I would ever watch a Magic game. Yeah, he was exciting. Defensively, he was putting up big stats this year. Like, it was... Yeah, huge, I think it was huge numbers. Yeah, huge numbers. And he, he had a previous knee injury earlier in the season, which, which took him did. out for a big chunk. So it's... Um, I'm not sure if it's the same knee. It's his left knee this time. I can't remember if it was the same knee, but... Yeah, that, that sucks for him and it sucks for Orlando as well. Um, I believe it was the same knee. I think he was actually wearing a, a knee brace yeah. um, and it obviously it didn't mm. didn't hold up. So that sucks. So I guess the, the Orlando Magics were crap to watch before. They're even worse <laughs> to watch now. So. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of talk about Jonathan Isaac being potential um, defensive player of the year like candidate in, in the years to come yeah, uh, yeah. it was showing a lot of really good signs so he, he a was bit, almost a break. candidate this year before his um, initial injury yeah. um, before he went down earlier in the season so it is a shame um, but yeah so we'll move on to the um, probably the most important um, results out of these um, leading games is the battle for the 8th spot in the in the west We've got a few contenders now. In episode one, we, we picked our, our picks. We did, yeah. Like, uh, maybe we should do a little revision now. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's all changing pretty quickly, isn't it? It is. And unfortunately, my pick was the um, the Pelicans. Who <laughs> aren't looking great. I, I might have I led with my heart with that one. I was hey. I was really hoping to see I'm Zion. pretty sure you disclosed that. You said yes. that you're, you're going for, for an I, I did, fun I pick. did. And, and this yeah. was with my understanding that Zion was going to be playing proper minutes. Oh, for sure, yeah. And in the first two games, he was playing... I think 14, 13 and a half minutes average. Yeah. The first game he play, plays over 23 minutes, they win. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, granted they lost their last game and he played, he played, still play well, and now he's resting today. Mm. Um, I'm pretty much going to, I wouldn't say it's called going out on a limb right now, but I, I think the Pelicans are pretty much done. They're, oh, they're, yeah. they're two games back from the ninth spot yeah. now. Um, even though they've got that good run of, of easy teams, uh, I can't really see them making up the ground. Yeah, I think it's already it's already too late, and you can just tell by the fact that they're not playing Zion, you know, decent amount of minutes. They've already hung up the towel. And are they tanking? Like, are they? It's not tanking, but that's the thing I don't understand because they're still. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 I don't know what direction they're going in. Um, I think that they're looking for like you know they're, they're looking big picture and I think maybe the management just don't think this season's that important in terms of making the playoffs that's, that's so, really disappointing yeah. I don't know I feel like and the Pelicans have made this mistake before with Anthony Davis yeah. you know like yeah. Anthony Davis walked because they couldn't get him into the playoffs yeah. they had a chance for Zion to make the playoffs the first year in his career and now they've just sort of through 
sort of like just lacking that intensity, lacking mm. that sort of push to make the the final run in this last eight games. I feel like it's yeah. a bit of a mistake by the Pelicans. And it's sad that like even the minutes, the very few minutes that he does play, he plays well. And oh yeah, what he does, and he's still scoring efficiently, but. And even just the impact he has on the rest of the team in terms of bringing that energy, bringing that like sort of just higher intensity, mm. I think it's yeah, it's a bit of a whiff by the Pelicans there. But in saying that, there was no guarantee that they would make it anyway. It just feels like they sort of yeah, like you were saying, threw in yeah. the towel a bit, hanging up next season, boys. Yeah, I guess so. So um, I think was it Callum? Was your pick the the Memphis Grizzlies? Mine was the Grizzlies, Memphis? and how are they looking? Well, they're still obviously in it, but with Triple J going down, it's a tough um, loss. It's, it is pretty, uh, and and the record as well. I think they were one and four in the bubble so far. They haven't been doing very well. So, well, they had a they had a win this morning. Again, disclosure: we're recording this podcast on Saturday morning Brisbane time, which is um, Friday night over in, in America, um, and we're recording this after they have won. So the Pelicans are currently playing. We don't know the result of that game. But the Grizzlies beat Oklahoma, so that is... That's a good win. It is a good win. win, And I think from memory, what is that? That's their... That's their first win in the bubble, basically. Yeah, so, so. I, I think they are 4-1. So they've they've had some upsetting... Like they've had some close losses as well in... Um, you know, it, with, with respect, they've been the playing okay. Game, that was, but a, it was a tough loss. Mm. That was that was that OT game, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point, I, I'm a bit worried for them. I think even if it does end up being that player play on spot, which I think it will, probably will be for that eight um, that eight seed. At this point, I'd, I'd be changing it to the Trailblazers if I could go back in my pick because yeah. I think they'd be the favourites. They're playing really good basketball. They look great with Nurkic actually looking 100 percent healthy. So Nurkic's looking beast, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And even the Suns are making a bit of a splash. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Suns have surprised me. They haven't lost a game yet, have they? In the bubble. No. Yeah, hot, hot take. Undefeated. Hot take. The Suns are the most dominant team in the uh, NBA bubble. So. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble boys. They're the real <laughs> the hottest take. The, the Suns are the bubble boys. Yeah. And so. that was like that win against um, the Clippers. You know, buzzer beater. That yep. was that was exciting Oof. to watch. That was nice, man. Kobe esque, mate. Very Kobe esque. Yeah. Pump yeah, right. fake and then that fader Pull like pivot fade away. Oof. Got quiet yeah. and and um, Paul George. And Devin even gave a shout out to Kobe Bryant with his t shirt after the game. I think. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He was um, got his shoes. He's always rocking the Kobe's all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's yeah. a big Kobe fan. Um, so before we move on to the other teams, I just want to because I had a bit of confusion before we started recording. But Cal, you seem to have the biggest grasp on this. Take us through the play-in tournament and, and how this is going to affect the race for the eight seed because it is a bit confusing. We've never had anything like this before. Yeah. So how what, does it actually work? What the plan is because they're not going to actually play the total eighty-two games. They're leaving it a little bit open for where. If the ninth seed isn't within enough games, and in this case it's within four games of the eighth seed, they then play off for that eighth seed. Right. And the eighth seed only needs to win one game. The ninth seed would have to win two in a row to then steal the eighth seed itself and then be yeah. knocked up. So it, it doesn't matter um, who the tenth or the eleventh is. It's just literally that it's eight just and between nine the eight and the nine being within four. So if you look at the East, the Wizards are well out now, so it's looking. Very, very unlikely. I think they're actually just out of the race now yep. at this point. But if you look in the West, obviously you have multiple teams um, for that. What, mm. in that um, four spot, especially with the Grizzlies losing so many games. So, yeah. so I guess what that, that, in my head, that changes it to not only is it a race to the eighth seed, but it's also a race to the ninth seed to get mm. to that playoff, play-in tournament. So, mm. um, you know, you've got basically three teams, I would say. I mean, Pelicans probably still have an outside shot, but at this point I think it's unlikely. Um, but the Grizzlies currently have that eight seed with the win tonight. 
um, or today here in Brizzy. Um, but the Trailblazers, um, Spurs, and the Suns have done a really good job to sort of catch up some ground there. Um, we're all sort of vying off for that ninth seed. Um and, and then the, the opportunity to sort of play that play-in tournament. So mm. it'd be interesting. A lot of things still to, to, still to happen. There's still, um, for most teams, four games left to play. Um, so I guess it's sort of those three teams, or those four teams battling out for which one's got yeah. uh, At this point, I'd, I'd probably even say whether it's, let's say it's the Spurs, the Suns, or the Trailblazers that get into that ninth seed. Um, I feel like at this point, they'd probably be the favorite to knock out the Grizzlies just because of maybe the injuries and they haven't been playing too well, so... Yeah. yeah, okay. I, I feel that. Um, your team, the Trailblazers, Jermaine, that you yep. picked in episode one, they're looking pretty good. couple of big wins so far. They're, they're currently 3-1 and one in the bubble, but they've got a tough game against the Clippers tomorrow. Yeah, that, that's going to... Well, obviously, you know, they've been playing really well, but tomorrow's going to be a really big game in terms of just seeing how those pieces you know, that we've been seeing at the moment, how they fit into, you know, up, um, into a big game like this. But, I mean... The reason I picked it, uh, picked the Trailblazers, is pretty much Lillard, Damian Lillard. Um, yeah. He's definitely stepped up. He's averaging like 31 points, 11 assists a game, five three-pointers. So this is like Steph Curry numbers. He's going bananas, isn't he? He, he is. was insane yesterday. He put up 45 and 12 assists, mm. which is yeah. just ridiculous. That's, 11 threes. Yeah. He that, was just absolutely this ungodly. He's, he's insane right now. That's a man who's desperate to get into the playoffs and desperate to see some yeah. playoff action. Exactly. So. And, he's, and he's I definitely think, hungry. And you for still it. have Nurk, like you know, twenty-two points from Nurk. He's looking yeah. so healthy. Gary Trent Jr. is a name I've heard. He's been balling it, man. He's been shooting like sixty percent from yeah. three, <laughs> and um, I think it's seven in that game. Seven from ten yeah. in that game yesterday. Real random. Like there's there's been some random names that have popped up. Haven't yeah, there? like Gary Trent Jr. I never would have picked that he was the going to be the Trailblazers' savior. Like you know, mm. we could have counted on on Lillard coming up and putting up big numbers, yeah. but yeah. it's those other guys that are like. You never would have seen mm. coming that that really made the let difference. Me, let me just read out some numbers for Nurkic just to see how like insane he's playing. So yeah. he's, last, he's just looking just as healthy games, as he was just before the injury. That's twenty two so points good. a game, eleven rebounds, four assists, one and a half steals, three blocks, ninety five percent from the free throw. He's gone to line like six times. Is a he game. really shooting ninety five percent? Ninety five percent. That's a big Forty nine percent from the field goal. So wow. these those are like. Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett numbers, but four games. <laughs> I, know size. I know it's four games, but hey, we've only got eight games to play to yeah. get into the playoffs. So <laughs> this is that's fifty percent of the time we've got. So yeah. you know, Nurkic coming coming in hot, and I'm pretty sure someone can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure this is the the bubble games was his first game back from his injury. I don't think he played before yeah, the, the, that, that the is break. Right. So yeah, because it was just before the playoffs. I think last year is yeah. when it occurred, yeah. and it was a bad injury, and he just had setback, setback. Yeah. But obviously, this break being, I think, about. You know, what four months, it's really just get, got him to it's lock real, in. And get, it's, it's a real testament to Nurkic, though, because he had a similar injury to what Paul George had, um, you know, a few years ago when, when he had played for USA and came back. And I remember the, the year he started to come back at the end of the season, uh, Paul George did not look like Paul George. It wasn't until the next year that he started yeah. looking really good. Mm. But credit to Nurkic, he's just sort of hit the ground running and, and playing his probably, you would say, his best basketball of his career, basically. Um, taking over Hassan Whiteside's starting center spot yeah. uh, from the get-go. Yeah, really. Which always had to happen. If you look at the advanced stat for Hassan, it's always been pretty bad. He, he, he's one of those guys that gets a lot of blocks, but, but yeah. in fact, his defense is Chase, actually... Chase's stats. Quite, yeah, yeah he's Chase's quite stats. questionable. Yeah. Um, so whereas I think Nurkic is a bit more versatile, a bit more team-orientated in terms of the schemes. And yeah, he's like a that. great passer too. And he, he also had that um, defensive presence as well. So. Yeah. Um, the, the other team that I want to t- t- chat about with this race, the eighth, and, and we sort of dismissed it on our first episode when we were talking about who was going to make it. But the Phoenix Suns, 
What what do we reckon here? Yeah, do, do they have a chance? Like, are they gonna make it? Should we have put Donovan in our maybe top three teams of the NBA? If they make the eighth seed, maybe yeah. I should have thrown him in like a third. You know what I mean? Like I, Devin, you mean? Yeah, Devin Booker. Yeah. Devin Booker if he makes yeah. it into the eighth seed, maybe oh, I should have. It's so hard him. just because you know because I don't know they've been bad for so long. You just kind of you just kind of. Write them yeah, rule them out. They're undefeated in the bubble. But they've been playing some good basketball. Aiton, he's been playing really Aiton's well. Good. Nineteen points a game, nine rebounds, one and a half blocks. We're, we're going to discuss the um the, the bubble MVP. We're calling it. But um, <laughs> just an early shout out to TJ Warren as well, who's been absolutely cooking in the in the bubble. He, he made so a he's record. Been, um, he's, been nice. <laughs> he's been nice. The, the most like. amount of points within three games for um for the Pacers. Yeah. So, so George never put up within three games. You know, if this the, um, is if this yeah. is actually TJ Warren that we're gonna be seeing from now on, like mm. I, I could see them sneaking at least maybe challenging, you know, say the Grizzlies keep falling off and you know, this is, might be their only win for these yeah. eight games. Maybe you you'll see the Trailblazers in that eight spot and then the um the Suns in the ninth. Yeah. I see that as a yeah. as a scenario that could happen. You can't rule out anything. Mm. I still think it's unlikely at this yeah. point. Um I'm still hedging my bets that it's going to be Grizzlies and and Blazers. They're going to be in that play-in tournament, but because Phoenix, if they're going to make that eighth or ninth seed, they're going to have to win you know another four games in a row, probably or yeah, maybe they, three. Yeah. yeah, they're just asking a lot. So in the West, so they're one. What are they? One and a half games behind the Trail Blazers. So you know, it, it's it's doable. You know, Portland's going to lose, and then Phoenix going to win. So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll right. see. I mean, you, you think about the the Trailblazers match up tomorrow versus the Clippers. That's True. that's an easily you could see them losing that game even if they do play really well. Mm. Um, so that might be enough to bring them a half game behind. You know, and then it's three games left. Yeah, you never know. I I, I could see it happening, but again, I, I still think I'm going to hedge my bets, and I think the Grizzlies and Trailblazers are going to be the players in that. In Exciting that for the tournament. future, though. That that team is looking. Looking nice anyway. It's about time too. Yeah, I, I feel like they—they they, the Suns fans have weathered enough shitness <laughs> for enough for yeah. enough time, and yeah. I think you know, and this might be enough sort of hope that Devin Booker yeah. maybe maybe stays with the franchise. Yeah, and they can, they and, can build on it. You kind of hope as well, just because he's he's so good, and you want him to be in the playoffs and playing. The best basketball that he possibly can. We talk about Damian Lillard. Devin Booker is another one of those guys you'd love to see in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah he, he, like he's made for the playoffs. He's just like a big shot kind of player. I actually love Devin Booker. I, he needs to make it there at some point. I'm, it's disappointing not seeing him make it. 100%. 100%. All right. So we'll see how that all unfolds. A um, couple other things that I'm, I'm, I wanted to talk about today. Um, one of the teams at the top... Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, your boys, Jermaine. Yeah. Not performing too well. What's going on, mate? What's going on? Man, it's just, it's just like one of those classic Laker things, eh? Like, there's just always just... And, and, and it's also, I guess you can say, a classic LeBron thing as well. There's always that internal yeah. kind of drama always coming up all the time. And oh, Wherever LeBron just, is, there's always drama yeah. where LeBron is. That's just, he brings so much of the um, attention. Mm. Well, yeah, I, think I, I think I brought up last, last episode on the pod that, that not only is it LeBron this year, but there's a few mm. other characters on the team. You know, yeah. you've got your, your Dwight Lance Howard. Stevensons, your Dwight Howards, your yeah. Rondos. It's mm. it's a cooking pot of just yeah. these egos. It's a meme team. It's, it's <laughs> a meme team. It really literally is. was how it was described yeah. when they started making those signings a couple of years ago. But I don't know. I, I think this could be trouble for the Lakers. And yeah. especially when they're, you know, they don't have much time to figure it out. The playoffs mm. are just around yeah. the corner. I, I'm reading into this a little bit. And yeah. I think this isn't something that you can just sort of push off and, um, and there, was a, there was something said the other day how LeBron was saying that there's some on court there was, there was a quote by LeBron there yeah. was something off court, yeah. off court issues happening and 
I, don't, I feel like him saying that wasn't necessary. He really didn't need to it's address the media help. to say, hey, like there's, some things, there's something happening in the back there, yeah. but don't worry about it. Kind of yeah. thing. It's like that seems like a classic LeBron move. It's like just like an ex- it's just he like does the, do that. Doesn't yeah, he? it's like an excuse, and like you don't you just yeah. don't bring it up at all, kind of thing. Just you know, deal with it in the locker, and don't let any don't let it. That's not know. how LeBron rolls, Jermaine. That's and what you signed up for, man. No, that's a, that's that's why I've never been the biggest LeBron fan. But oh. hey, great player. But yeah, on the court, there's no denying. But yeah. but there's those there's those little like passive aggressive messages he sends mm. to people, and yeah. and and it's sort of it's worked sometimes, sometimes it hasn't, you know, mm. but. This time, I feel like there's just not enough yeah. time. But you know, who knows? Maybe if they get an easy matchup in that first mm. first um, playoff seed, well, um, if it's the Blazers, that's not an easy matchup. I would, I would have thought, yeah. yeah and it's, it's not like they have great perimeter defenders. That's yeah. probably one of the biggest weaknesses they have right now. Because Definitely. I mean, look, I guess Caruso. I'll, I'll push back okay. on that. I think, I think they've got some decent perimeter defenders. Well, like, um, like who are you going to put in Dan and CJ? Uh, Danny Green could probably guard guard. Yeah, well. that's I, true. I think he's a decent defender. I, and and KCP's not awful. Um, yeah. So and, and I think LeBron, when he's switched on, he can he can defend the perimeter. Um, I don't, I'm not saying that they're you know the Clippers, but I wouldn't say that they're an awful perimeter I'll, offensively team. I'll say this that I've, I've been I've been watching Lakers closely the last few few games, and their matchup against big point guards like Kyle Lowry, yep. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, CP3, they Lakers have been absolutely getting cooked by them. Yeah. So the big point guard, Lowry, like, thirty-three points, Conley, twenty-four, Donovan, thirty-three, CP3, yeah. twenty-one points, but eight of twelve shooting. So point guards are torching it. Yeah, they're really missing. Like Avery Bradley right. was actually a bit of an impact player on, on the defensive end. Yeah, so he yeah. brought a lot of intensity. And I can, I'm, I'm, I can see it as well. Um, just watching the games, you know, a lot of these pick and rolls just aren't getting covered well, and they're just a lot of miscommunication. And Avery Bradley, he's an All NBA defender. It's hard to. It's hard to replace, replace that. that yeah. So. yeah, that loss to the um, to the Raptors. Uh, I actually think the Raptors match up really well against the Lakers. Well, they, got, they got multiple bodies to throw at um, Anthony Davis, which not yeah, many teams do. That was a pretty ugly game. And, um, and they got those primitive players like Kyle Lowry, who this obviously just goes off against them. So match up, and they got big bodies to put on LeBron as well. Like you got Pascal, mm. you got OG Ananobi, who's um can hold his ground against LeBron. So match up wise, they actually do match up really well. Yeah. Well, speaking of the, the Raptors, um, they're another team that stood out to me in the in the bubble so far. And at the start of the year, you know, Kawhi's left them. They they've got a big hole that they've got to fill. You know, one of the in our minds, the top three player, um, Callum's number, number one, one player. best player in the league. <laughs> yeah. Don't deny that man. The best. best player in the league. Well, it's, this may hurt your argument, but the best player in the league leaves their team, and and they're still the second. Um, seed in the East. They've not lost. We're talking about the Suns not losing a game in the bubble. The Raptors haven't lost a game in the bubble yet. Currently three and zero as it stands. I think they're playing today, aren't they? What are they doing today? I think so. Oh no, they're playing tomorrow. So as it stands, three and zero in the in the bubble. They're looking really good. They've they've taken off some good teams as well. It's not like they're they're beating up on the the Orlando Magic's and the Washington Wizards of the world. Um, do we think that they're a, an actual contender? Like, is it time that we actually start to give them a bit of respect? I think I think they are a contender, because depending on matchups, I still feel like the Bucks should wipe the floor of them. But let's say hypothetically, maybe Philly click and then they take down. Because I feel like Philly and Miami would be the teams to potentially take down take the Bucks. Yeah. If that happens, I don't know. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they make the finals. So, so you think they're a good team and they're they're experienced. They got a lot of vets. Yeah. 
And um, mm. they're deep as well. They're a like deep team. So, so you think that and the Nick Bucks... Nurse, by the way, is going to come up later on, oh, yeah. I, most likely, because I, I love Nick Nurse. I think he's alert, hey. one of the best coaches <laughs> in the league, hands down. Yeah, he's a big he's a big factor, and it'd be good to see him coaching a team without Kawhi in the playoffs and, and how he how he handles that. But so so you're saying you think that the Bucks are the their sort of kryptonite? You, you think if they don't go up against the Bucks, then they're contending? But you're not sure if they do. I feel like I feel like this Miami and Philly. If it clicks, they have a better chance of beating the Bucks. Yeah. But I still feel like the Bucks would always be favorite. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think we can't deny that the Bucks are the favorite, but mm. um, we'll see how it. All I could I could see that series yeah. go to seven though. Like the Toronto, they're a hard team, and they got big bodies. I guess throughout Giannis as well. They got Serge and they got Mark to hold the paint, um, and then yeah, look, I I, I big. Um, Stock and OG. I think OG Ananobi is a great perimeter defender. Yeah, I'm all with you there. What what are your thoughts, Jermaine? Do you you take them seriously? Do you think that they can make the finals or win the whole thing? What what do you think? It's... I I can't see them winning at all just because the Bucs are there. They have to get through the Bucs at some point. Um, Obviously, they don't have to if they match up against Miami and Philly, like you were saying. But I don't know. If they... Yeah, if they get... The easy road to there and don't have to face the box. I don't know. Yeah, it could I, be possible. I, I, I'm starting to, to buy. I mean, at the start of the season, I wrote them off just like a lot of people did. And even when they started to win, I sort of thought, oh, yeah, it's the East, it's the regular season. Not really sure. But the more and more I think about it, the more I like this Raptors team in terms mm. of their, their deep, they yeah. are able to switch on the defensive end, which mm. we know is the probably the number one thing at the moment in the NBA. Um, they have a lot of players who are confident from last year. They've gained mm. a lot of experience. Um, they're well coached. If I'm picking teams in terms of who I think have a better chance than them, I'm picking the Clippers. I'm picking the Bucks. I'm picking the Lakers. Outside of that, I don't really see anyone else who I think is a better team than them. And and um, mm. I think that. Um, before before this bubble, I wouldn't have said that. I would have I would have said your your seventy sixes or your Miami and Celtics, mm. maybe even someone like a, a Houston Rockets or something on the West side of things. But from what I've seen so far and the way that their team matches up on paper, I think I think they're they're right amongst it as the top tier sort of level teams. And mm. um, yeah. I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see them in the playoffs. And and they've locked in. They have locked in that two seed now. Now they're, they're the forty nine wins, in. and the Celtics have the forty five. So they've got an easy easy matchup that so first round. Big advantage because everyone knows the top six in the East are obviously stacked. So if we stopped it right now, you'd have the Celtics up against Philly for the three six, which yeah. is I mean, who knows who's going to come out of that one. And then you'd have uh, the Heat versus the Pacers in the four five, which would be a yeah. good matchup as well. They're so, both they're both almost coin flips, really. Like. Yeah, so it's a good big advantage for them to have that second seed and, and go up against either the Nets or the Magic because that yeah. should be an easy round for them, really. Yeah. And, and speaking on on the Bucks matchup, I, I think I think the Raptors match up bet, like better than most teams against the Bucks. You know, you put Pascal Siakam on on Giannis, mm. like I can't think of many other players who I'd want guarding Giannis for yeah. for a playoff series. Um, I had him in my all-defensive second team. I think mm. he's an excellent defender in terms of his ability to um, block shots and switch out onto guards. He's long like Giannis. Um, I think that's a perfect defensive matchup, and mm. and I believe in him. And and, and like you said, OG Ananobi can OG come in there for as a well, spell. He, he's, he, he can come in for a spell a if you want to give Paskin a rest. I think they, mm. out of any team in the East, I know we talked about Miami as one of those guys. I'm actually changing my tune. I think I think they would have the best matchup against the Bucks. Out of any team, I think they can probably put the brakes on Giannis better than any other side. Mm. Um, I still, I still like the, the Miami Heat against the Bucks as well. Yeah, um, 
But I'm, I'm coming around on the Raptors. And we should mention Fred Van Fleet as well, who's been balling. Um, the stats in the first three games, 23, 8 assists, 4 rebounds on 53% field goal, 50% from three. We'll so. talk about him a bit later, I think. Um, just a little bit of... Bit of spoilers for, for later on with our awards. <laughs> um, all right, so moving along, uh, here's where we want to talk about. So we've had the bubble. We've had most teams to play three to five games so far. You know, definitely an overreaction at the moment. We <laughs> we don't have much of a sample size for going on, but I, I want to talk about the bubble MVP. And and it's time for us to overreact. To, to, to <laughs> let's overreact. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, who who is the next uh, the big thing coming from the bubble? Who who loves it in Orlando? Who loves Disneyland? Uh, I think right now the um the best player in the NBA bubble is T J Warren. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it has to be. Oh, T J Warren, <laughs> and, of course. So he's going to probably carry the paces to a championship this season. The way, the way it's looking, anyway. I mean, like in those first three games, who has been up thirty nine points a game? Thirty nine points. Absolutely outrageous. Um. Well, um, if you want to fact check this in a, in a second, um, Callum, but he had, what did he have, 57 points in that first game. 57, yeah. What was his previous career high? That's that's what I want to know. Um, I'm going to guess like 27 or something. It couldn't yeah. have been. Oh, he got, he got I, 30s. He's had some 30-point yeah. games. Yeah, to, but to, to he's been the scorer. He's been the scorer yeah. like, off, on all the teams he's ever been. But if you look at his shooting percentages, yeah. this guy is is locked in. Right yeah, these are yeah. stats. you got 39 um, 5.7 rebounds, 3 assists, which is pretty good. So they get some assists. Yep. 2.3 blocks as well. Excuse me? 2.3 blocks. blocks a game. Oh. 65% field goal. 60% from 3. How like, about, the how man about, is the MVP right now. Yeah. How about the, the bubble defensive player of the year with those blocks as well? <laughs> yeah. 2.3 blocks a game. Oh, my Lord. Well, actually, I saw an interesting quote, and, and someone has, uh, someone else has made this observation. Um of the, the, the different in terms of the perception of the basket in this these smaller arenas. Yeah. Um, someone else pointed out to me that, that players um, like TJ Warren are liking this um, smaller arena. There's there's less of a, a crowd behind the it, arena. It, it helps your depth um, perception. De- depth perception, people are saying. And, and TJ Warren, I think, actually came out and said this himself, that mm. he thinks that the depth perception is why he's scoring so well. Yeah. And that's not going to change. No. So if we're putting yeah. some stock into these... You know, four games that TJ Warren's yeah. played. You know, maybe this is who he is for the, for the bubble. <laughs> for the know? bubble, and then after that, and then after that, he'll, back he'll come to back to his measly sort of you know, eighteen points for games. Yeah, <laughs> and that's definitely one of the things that we mentioned last episode was just so many high-scoring games. And that's one. I think that is one of the main yeah. reasons, is because it's a lot easier. Um, this is no basket. It's, it's like yeah, kind of yeah. like how they train as well. They train in gyms just like this, yeah, so it's yeah. that similar environment. It's pretty hard to tell whether it's the the depth perception, whether it's the fact that. It's um, the, the no crowds, there's no away games, whether the teams are playing a bit more relaxed because there's mm-hmm. not as much stake in terms of home court advantage and they're just trying to get into it. They're playing less minutes, um, trying to warm back up. But it's hard to tell mm. why these sort of high shooting percentages are happening. But you've got to That's get definitely one reason. Yeah. You've got to get props to TJ Warren regardless. So yeah. I think he's a good, good pick. Who, who, do you have a pick for the bubble MVP? Uh, oh, it's it's got to go to Damian Lillard for me. Lillard, Lillard, Lillard Damian Lillard. Yeah. The, just for in terms of winning, thirty-one points a game, eleven assists, just absolutely, just on a tear at the moment. On a tear, so, and, and in meaningful games too. Meaningful games, and it, it and he's you can see that he's on the way to getting that eight seed. Still got some work to go. Yeah, but they've got to be the favorites by now, surely. Now yeah. it should be Jays down. They should be the favorite to lock so, that in. That, that's that's who my pick is for. 
MVP. Other than that, I'd have to put it to, to Nurkic. To Nurkic? To Nurkic. Yeah. Those yeah. numbers are godly. The, the two Trailblazer yeah. boys, mm. you, you, you think they, they yeah. deserve it. Yeah. I, I'm, I will give a shout-out to Nurkic. He's, he's been a beast, and, and especially coming off that injury. Yeah. Um, it's The Lakers do not want to run into the Trailblazers. I'll, I'll make <laughs> yeah. they, they are not happy. That they're, they're I, I wouldn't want to see... The, the amount of times I've seen Dame Lillard hit game winners on Lakers in the last mm. like six years... Way and and it's not times. like they're, they're not the eighth best. Like they're better than that. It's just they had yeah. so many injuries this year. They, yeah. I, they'd definitely be higher up in my books yeah. If, yeah, if they didn't sure. have all those injuries. So. They're different. Yeah, different team now with Nurkic and a few bit more unhealthy players now. And they've also so you, you've had Hoodie Mellow, mm. you've had regular Mellow, and now we've got <laughs> Bubble Mellow, Bubble, <laughs> Skinny, skinny Mellow. We've, we've got all these different versions of Mellow. Mellow's so, been hitting clutch shots. He's, he's been, looking good. He's playing all right, especially yeah. that. You know, that he's been serviceable. He's been doing well. Doing. What he needs to be done, hmm. what needs to be done, and yeah, yeah. No, I'm liking that team. With Gary Trent Jr. as well, another shout out. Like five three pointers a game, for that team. boy. That's Gary yeah. Trent. Gary Trent is five ta- taking or making. He's making five yeah. three shooting like sixty really? percent. Yeah, yeah, he's killing. That's incredible. Twenty points. He's got a cool off though, but he's Surely. he's been performing very well. Yeah, jeez, that's incredible. I didn't know that yeah. one. Um, speaking of game winners, my bubble MVP has got to be Devin Booker so far. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. undefeated. the best team in the NBA. Undefeated Devin Booker, so I, I think, you know, now speaking of people, you know, TJ Warren might cool off. I don't know if Devin Booker will. I, you know, I think that him and Lula are in the same elk, but I think yeah. that he's he's got to be my pick for, yeah. you know, and we're we're gonna call it meaningful games as well because they, you know, if they hadn't won all their games so far, we wouldn't be talking about them at all. We'd no. be dismissing them. But mm. um, you know, it's crazy. he's in the race. They're in the race. The, they're, the, they're, the stats. I mean, he's been putting up stats like this previously, but it's just. I guess it's, it's actually affecting winning basketball now. But mm. thirty point seven points, four assists, three rebounds on forty six percent from the field and forty percent from three. So. Yeah, and and yeah. That, those percentages are uh, respectable because he's not getting easy shots. Like he's the main defensive. He target gets double teamed every, a lot, which is every, a, every you game. know one of the things of the off season last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wasn't happy about those but double it teams. Paid off in that game winner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's obviously been working on it. Um, I reckon the NBA should actually. Um, like issue a, a bubble MVP award. I think that would be great. <laughs> I reckon that would be great. That would be great. I feel like we need yeah. some some more hype around the bubble. Yeah, yeah why not? And I'll also Throw say if I can throw in a little um, bubble rookie of the year. Oh yes, it's got to be Michael Porter Jr. This man oh, has been yes. killing it, yeah, man. He, he yeah. has had a few games. Yeah, yeah few, it was a really big He had a quiet first one, 11 points. But then he had 37 and yeah. then 30. Yeah. And then um, in, from those averages, he's got 26, 9. And he gets a block game. His field goal has been fifty nine percent. That's that's significant so, for the for the the Nuggets, I think, because um, yeah, I definitely. think he's they've got a bit of a hole. I mean, say what you will about Will Barton, but they've got a bit of a hole at that small forward position. You know, mm. you've got you've got good players in, in each other positions. Millsap, Joe yeah. Gitch, um, mm. you got Jamal Murray and Gary Harris as your sort of your core four players there. Um, so if Michael Porter Jr. can step up and, and be the man that small forward, I think that's that's pretty significant with him. And, and he was highly touted coming out of that, that rookie class and just injuries he was. brought him The back. injury concern is why he dropped so far in the draft. He, he yeah. was definitely one of the top five prospects. Yep. He was top three, I think, just to begin college, but then obviously had the back. So um, concerns. Uh, yeah, and obviously one of those players has benefited from the um, from the break. So yeah, yeah, know. he put up twenty seven yesterday as well um, in that loss to Portland. Mm-hmm. But so outside of his first game, he's he's put up twenty seven or more each 11, game. 11, 37, 30, and twenty seven. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's big. Yeah. That's big from a rookie. Very this impressive. Just makes that Nuggets lineup just even bigger. Yeah, and, and he's big. Tall that's as right. well. He's he moves like a guard, and yeah, he no, is yeah very quick on his feet. Bright future for that man. Yeah, if he stays healthy. I'm, I'm excited to see him in the playoffs. Actually, um, I think he'll be interesting to see if he can keep up this good form 
All right, so moving on. So that's that's basically what we're going to cover from the bubble um, so far. We're going to continue our recap of the regular season. Last week we did um, the all-NBA teams and all-defensive teams. This time we're going to be covering the awards. Um, so what, the way we've done it, we're going to be covering our top three, just like the NBA does it. Um, just quickly, what do you guys do? You, do you guys like the awards ceremony and, and way they've changed it the last couple of years? I personally no, hate it. It's so silly that we find out these awards at the end of the season when the after the finals, after the finals, like yeah, yeah it's so everything's already finished, it's all done. No one cares. We'll get, about we'll get the finals MVP before we get the regular season MVP, and to me, yeah. it sounds dumb. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. a knock on this year as well on the bubble, they made well, everyone vote um, before. The eight games even started. Did they really? And, okay. and the thing is, I mean, you can change a lot in these eight games. And, yeah. and I feel like that should have really affected, including the teams. Like, all the yeah. voting had to be done. Well, um, especially something, um, you know, we'll touch on it in just a minute, but the Rookie of the Year award, you know, someone like Zion, if people are going to be swayed, you know, he hasn't played that many if games. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. keeps putting up 30 games. Yeah. If Michael Porter yeah. Jr. keeps <laughs> playing the way he is, like, he might sway some votes, you know, you never know. Like, that could elevate him into one of the rookie lineups, yeah. which potentially mm. he's probably but been left off. Personally, yeah. I haven't I haven't really let it affect my votes for, for these teams. I've sort of trying to keep a bit of perspective, mm. even though we're getting <laughs> caught up in bubble hype and <laughs> naming bubble MVPs, but I'm, yeah. I'm trying to keep a little bit of perspective and, and give the body of work a bit yeah. more credit. Um, so... We're going to start with Coach of the Year. Um, I'll get Jermaine, you, you to give us your, um, without revealing your pick, um, mm-hmm. who's your top three? Okay, no specific order. Yep. I got Eric Spolstra. Yep. Nick Nurse. Yep. And Mike Budenhoser. Mike, oh, Coach Bud. Yeah, okay, right. interesting. Okay. Bud. All right, Cal, okay. what's, what's your three? I've got Coach Bud. Coach Bud. Nick Nurse. And Billy Donovan. Okay, so it seems Billy. like we've we've all got three of the four because I because I've got Nick Nurse, uh, Billy Donovan, and Spo. I've got Eric Spolstra. Oh, so I, I didn't I didn't have Coach Bud. So I didn't have Coach Bud. You didn't I, have. Um, who did you not have out of those four? I didn't have, you didn't Billy. have Billy Donovan. Donovan. Yeah. So we've got Donovan. Yeah, and you guys You've have got Spo, Spo. And we've got Spo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's interesting. There we go. So it's, a, it's a top four. It's definitely a top four. But we all have yeah. Nick Nurse. Yeah. We, we love Nick Nurse and um, okay, you, so you don't have Coach Bud do you? No I don't have Coach Bud What's the um, reason behind that? The reason I don't have Coach Bud is because I'm rewarding um, a player who I think will receive some awards uh, in, in Giannis for, for my balloting and I think he'll, he'll come up later and I'm sure Yeah I'm sure he's going to come <laughs> up later uh, and, I, and I think that's where my credit is going I think I think that the, the, def- the schemes and things like that uh, he's probably going to be my fourth coach but I think with what he's had to work with, he's had more to work with some of the other coaches. Mm. And, and that's sort of where I credit uh, the system of these other guys more so. Um, so not, not to say that Coach Bud's a horrible coach. He's a great coach. And he's definitely maximized the potential of this team yeah, best ever since defense Jason... in the league and most wins. Yeah, he, he won it last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, did, sure. he did. Yeah, yeah so he, he won did. it last year. Got um, some praise last year. Because and obviously, um, one of my favorite coaches uh, for the wrong reasons is Jason Kidd left that team, and <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and and he's obviously stepped in, and and I feel like the difference was stark in that year, and mm. and I feel like. I put more stock into Jason Kidd being a horrible coach than Coach Bud being an amazing coach because the talent on that team is undeniable. Um, I will give him props in terms of his defensive schemes. I think he's done a really good job on the defensive side of the ball um, because he's not typically known for that. Um, Bud's often known for his years with the Atlanta Hawks where he ran some really good offenses and and, um, spread the floor really well. Um, But I think that um, just to split the hairs, I think he's just had more more weapons to choose from and, and I've sort of deducted him for that reason so mm. that's that's sort of my reasoning um, 
you guys disagree or hate me or think no, I'm crazy? No, that's fair enough. <laughs> I, I feel like I just had to throw him in the top three, I think, just because of the record and the wins, the defense. Yeah. And um, I feel like Coach Bud, the one knock you can say against him is, I feel like regular season, he's like like a master kind of strategy in terms of here's your pieces, make a team, yeah. uh, make an offense, make a defense. But in the playoffs, year to year, he probably hasn't proven to be more of the... Um, technical side of switching between matchups and things like yeah. that which yeah. like say like a Steve Kerr or a Pop or, or whatnot is a bit better at um, changing the team in, in the circumstances yeah. so that's the one knockout I'll say against him but I had to put him top three you, yeah. yeah and that's something you can't really factor into with a regular season award you sort mm. of just got to go off yeah. what's yeah. happening in the regular season yeah I, I put him in my top three I didn't put him at number one but I put him in there simply as Callum was what, saying if, did you guys rank your, your coaches yeah like the, I did rank them yeah, yeah. yeah. what did you have he would be my two he's you, your two he's my three your three okay yeah. cool um, so who was your three then? My three was Billy Donovan. Donovan. So um, you didn't have Jermaine Billy Donovan yeah. in your team. So he was my number two actually. So I, I have him I, fairly high. I feel like that's a. I don't know. I, I feel he's he's done a good job in terms of a really good job. Yeah. Okay. See, if they got yeah, a lot of us we've been saying in the last few podcasts we've we've ridden him off yeah, in terms definitely. of making maybe maybe eighth seed, but I don't know it's still in the sixth seed. Yes, it's the West. I feel like there's a. There's a few other coaches that, is, that have done a better job than him. That's all I'm trying to say. He's done yeah. a good job. If though. you look at the pieces he had, because a lot of people were saying, I mean, like, yeah, there's potential there with Steve Adams and Gallinari and Chris Paul, but he put them all together and he's got that small ball lineup, the mm. three-headed dragon, I guess the Phoenix Suns tried to do yeah. six years ago, and it's totally paying off. If you look at the um, advanced stats, it's crazy. I heard this one stat yesterday. Don't, don't fact check on it for me. But, <laughs> I'll do it right now. Do it right now. I, I've heard, I heard per 100 possessions with um, Chris Paul and Shea, they only outscored the opponent team by three points. Yeah. And then with um, Schroeder on the court, so the three point guards, yeah. they outscored them per 100 possessions by 26 points, which yeah. is absolutely <laughs> crazy. And that's why they win all these games in the clutch. Because yeah. they throw that line up out there and yeah. no one can, no one knows really know what to do. So they're mm. so quick and can cut and yeah. can just do everything. And you've got Chris who can literally guard one till three. Yeah. And um, it's it's been a very interesting um, lineup. Yeah. yeah. And, and no one would really have picked that, um, like... Like you, that's a ballsy move to put those three point guards out there, uh, particularly with Schroeder, Schroeder not, not yeah. being the best defensive guard. You know, he, he he can make a shot, but defensively he's a bit bit concerning. But yeah, ballsy yeah. move there from um, yeah. Coach uh, Donovan. I respect uh, that pick though. I, 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 yeah, he's done I think well for sure. I think the theme of my Coach of the Year pick is basically just who has the most weapons, who has the least weapons, and who's done the best with, with what they've with got. what they've got. And I think Billy Donovan, you know, outside of Chris Paul, I know they're all decent players. But, you know, Chris Paul is your only all-star on that team. Mm. And not only that, he's also done well to develop young players like like an SGA, who's yeah. someone who is going to be the future mm. for them. Um, he's given him significant minutes, played him in the right spots, um, and gotten the most out of out of a player like that. I think a lot of his improvement you can credit towards um, Billy Donovan's trust in him, and, I, and I'm rewarding him for that. So, mm. yeah. Um, and so moving on to our other one that two of us had, so Eric Spolcher, I had him at three. Yeah. I'm assuming you had him at, at two. I had him at two. Yeah. So and Callum, you haven't you haven't had Spo. No, he wasn't in my top three. And you love the Heat. What's going yeah, on? I, thought, I, would I love gone. the Heat, man. Like <laughs> Spurs, like I've always said, Spurs. I think he's in top three coaching the league. Yeah. Um, so. I think I think year in year out, he's yeah. he's underrated, and I think he's one of the the premier coaches in the league. Yeah. Um, and like the talent, as you're saying, what he's got on his roster right now, he he's definitely maximised it 100. percent I guess you're in the fourth seed. Um, it, things could still change, but. Yeah, look, good pick. Good pick. Yeah, just just not quite enough for you to get in that top three. Oh, uh, look, he he. Let's give him an honourable mention. Here. An honourable mention. Yeah, <laughs> well, probably yeah. the same as me. As I just can't believe what he's done with. 
guys like Duncan Robertson, Tyler Hero, oh, good Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. They've all just blossomed. Speaking about game. maximizing young talent, yeah, like, what about Bam? He's like Bam, running yeah, their offense Bam, now. So. Like he gets like five assists a game, and Spolster, they just play him. Spolster was an expert at that. Uh, it's particularly guys who can shoot and maximizing mm. their ability. He, yeah. he seems to get a lot out of guys. Like even if you go back to the Heatles days back in 2012 and that, like mm. you know, players like Mike, Mike Miller. Miller and James Jones and things like that. Like yeah. guys with with one good talent. Yeah, he always seems to make the most out of those sort of guys and yeah. and I feel like your Tyler Heroes and, and like that and um, Duncan Robinson mm. great examples of that maximizing yeah. the talents chuck them on another team and you know it could who, just be f- who knows if they would make the right yeah, so, yeah exactly they yeah, could probably yeah. score less than you know 8 points a game or something like that so yeah. um, um, it seems like we all have the same number one uh, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. Yeah. Nick Nurse. I'm think... glad he's getting some respect from us guys. The <laughs> yeah. ball boys love Nick Nurse. <laughs> yeah, we're all about first. Did you say you loved him? I love. I love Nick. Nurse. <laughs> I think, to, and like, I think he's the best coach in the league. Not only is he gonna, he deserves the award, but I think he's just the best coach in the league. What I saw him doing the playoffs last year, and um, even in the regular season this year and, and last year, he's just. I think he's just steps and bounds above. And the, the one thing, the reason he got put into the Raptors role. Um, was literally, if you guys remember, you had um, yeah. uh, Casey was the... He, he won the Coach of the Year. Um, I think he won, yeah. He, he won it. He, was, he, he won the Coach of the Year. I'm pretty sure he said on the... Because uh, the award ceremony was so late in the season. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he had already gotten fired when he accepted when the award. When he accepted the award. And yeah. it was like people in management realized that it was literally Nick Nurse kind of putting all the chess pieces and putting him to where they are. Because remember there was that year where... Um, DeRozan's game changed and he was shooting threes and you had Kyle Lowry doing X and Y and the, mm. the, their whole game plan completely changed yeah. and a lot of praise went to Casey but um, Probably it actually should have gone to Nick Nurse hence they fired him and then they yeah. brought Nick Nurse up and it's just like that like never happens Yeah, <laughs> like, literally for, for the coach to be fired mm. so he really should have he probably should already have a coach of the award, which he doesn't. So yeah. I think give the respect where it's due. Give him one this year. He's yeah. the best coach in the league. Yeah, crazy. I think yeah. I think it's a pretty clear choice um, considering where they're at. Um, and, and like we were saying before, probably title contenders now. So yeah. um, with with the, you know, Callum's best player in the league leaving their team. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to this one. I want to cover this one pretty quickly. Um, there's not too much to talk about. Um, our Rookie of the Year votes, I think we're all going to be pretty... Unanimous in, in our decisions. It should be, it should yeah, be unless should you guys be. have some weird things going on. Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll just go through my top three. I'm going to do it in order this time, but number one, my rookie of the year, I've got Ja Morant, I think. What? what? <laughs> Jackson Hayes, bro. <laughs> Jackson Hayes. Um, he, he's my number one. I've got Kendrick Nunn there as well. Um, I, I haven't put Zion Williamson in my, my three spot. I just mm. don't think you can reward the amount of games that he's played yeah. and and um, I, if, if he played more games he definitely would have got there and maybe even contended for that number one but I just don't think you can reward it he actually also does have some holes in his game on the defensive side of things and, and some some holes that uh, I think that even if they played the same amount of games I still might go with Ja Morant mm. um, um, so in my third spot I've got Brandon Clark there who I really really love and played limited minutes but did the most he can in those mm. limited minutes um, yeah. uh, so I've got, I've got him at my number three but Clear number one in jar. Yeah, solid picks. I mean, I have exactly the same. Oh, I didn't have Brandon Clark, though. Oh, I had Zion in there. You had Zion in there? I mean, yeah, I know so he did I had the same. I had him in my yeah. third spot. Um, yeah. But yeah, 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 go on. I had, I had Jar, Zion, and then I actually had Kendrick Nunn for my third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he was my second. I had him over. And oh, okay. he was in your guys. I had Kendrick Nunn um, as the two, Zion three yeah. was how I ranked. Obviously, Jar number one. That, that yeah. has to be the consensus. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that's all pretty straightforward. We'll, we'll move on to the next one. This one I actually want to talk uh, in depth Ooh. about because I've got 
I couldn't actually split my three and four with this sign. I've actually got a. I've got yeah. two honorable mentions. I got three and I got two honorable mentions. <laughs> it was hard. This I, is, um, yeah, I think this is the winner was clear for me, but those next few I think mm. were tough. So most improved player. Um, oh, I, was th- I was thinking six, man. We can go on to that later. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Most oh, improved. Okay. Most improved. Which, which one are you in? Oh, okay. So we'll go. Actually, let's go. Let's go six, man. Six, man. Okay. I'll, I'll get to the six most man improved. Yeah, six, man first. All right. So. Let's go with Callum. You start off with your your top three and honorable mentions. Top three, so start at one. Yeah. Um, give uh, us no particular order. No particular order. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got um no particular order. I got um Schroeder in there. I feel like I should throw him in because yep. what he's done with the as we mentioned before the OKC. Mm-hmm. I got Goran Dragic, the Dragon. Interesting. Ooh. And I got uh, Trez Harrell. Are these as, all in your my, top three? They're my top three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Not, 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 no, I will say honorable mentions. Yep. Uh, Derek Rose and Lou Williams were my two honorable mentions. Interesting. Okay. So the top three: Trez, Schroeder, and the Dragon. Interesting. Okay, I'm going right. to dispute that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine, well, what, what are my yours? top three in no particular order: Lou Williams, yep. Montrez, and Schroeder. Lou Williams, Montrez, and Schroeder. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, any honorable mentions that you want to no, no give, give a shout-out? <laughs> <laughs> no, Derek Rose. My boy Derek man, Rose. He's been balling this year. Great, he's on a terrible, season. terrible team. Yeah. But he's been putting up, like, I'll get his points up, but I think it's about 18 points a game or so. He's been yeah. a good spark plug off that bench. Yeah, no, he's been, it's been good to watch him again. That's all. Healthy. Well, Jermaine and Callum, you guys both know my feelings for Derek Rose. Um, <laughs> the listeners might not, but um, he was not anywhere near my sixth man of the year. He's award. putting up 18 points, 5.6 <laughs> no. assists. That's yeah. what you want in a six man. No, I'm, he was, yeah, he I'm going to chalk that up to garbage yeah. time minutes. Yeah. And his, just, his team is rubbish. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I never even considered him. <laughs> he was looking good though. Like, um, he was looking healthy yeah. at least. He wasn't on. He was. He's probably like probably like eight or nine on my list maybe. But uh, I, I'm surprised that you guys haven't mentioned the guy I'm going to put at my in my top three. But I've got I've got Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, and um, I've also got Marcus Smart. Coming off the bench for the Celtics, yeah. as, as my my other six man, yeah, no, like, not even I, an honorable mention for you guys. What? He probably should be thrown as an honorable mention because he brings so much to the table. But you both, to you some and degree, I six man is always kind of like a stats thing, and, and this is not like a yeah, stats. This guy. is my problem with yeah. the six man of the year award. It always goes to that that point scoring guard off the bench, like a Lou Williams, Jamal mm. Crawford kind of yeah. type. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that defense and playmaking doesn't get as much um, recognition as it should. Um, so, you know, both you and I, Callum, had Marcus Smart as our all-NBA first defensive team yeah. um, starting And guard. he deserved that. And he deserved it 100%. Mm. Um, and in terms of the importance to a team, I would much rather have a Marcus Smart than a Dennis Schroeder on my, t- on my side or a Goran mm. Dragic or a Derek Rose any day of the week. Give, give that to me 10 times out of 10. Um, so I think he's well-deserving of being in that conversation for the six man. I, I totally agree, actually. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll throw him into my honorable mention. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, he could be an honorable mention for me too. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I'm trying hard to put my Celtics bias out of the way, but I, but I truly believe that he, he's definitely in contention and, and has the ability to even, you know, in my books, contend for that number one spot. Um, so who do we have actually winning the award for you guys? I've got Montrez Harrell. Is who I picked as mine. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I, I think he deserved it. I think the Clippers were the best bench team in, in the league. And he's just so good. He's such an energy spark as well. You're saying Zion, when he brings so much energy. Yep. When he comes on, he's such a hustle player. And he, he can get, block some shots as well. He's just so energetic and just big dunks. That that pick and roll game with him and Lou. And um, I know Lou's obviously won heaps of awards previously. But yep. if you actually look, they're both putting up 
the same amount of points. They both put up 18 I points. I think Lou's averaging a little bit more in terms of the points. So you might want to fact check. I'd say it's a three. Uh, fact check, it's actually Montrez. He's really he's averaging 18.7. Lou is yeah. 18.3. Yeah, wow. so pretty okay. much the same. So 18 yeah. points. And I just thought because Trez brings more of the energy to really lift yeah. the team, I thought that was more important. And that's why I went with um, Montrezl so, Harrell. I'm in complete agreeance there. I, I, he was my winner as well. I had Montrezl yeah. Harrell just edging out Marcus Smart, in fact. Um, yeah, okay. I had Lou Williams a little bit further down. Not not by much, but um, I, I think, yeah, Trez, just a more complete um, addition to the team. I would not be surprised if the NBA gives it to Lou Williams because that's just what they do. They give it to the guards who... You know, I like the knock against him is like he's won too many now. You know, maybe they just want to give I it to someone like else. If, if any award, it's such just, a default award. But if any award is so default, it's six year. man. It's six man. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA gives it to him. But I think Trez is the deserving one. Yeah. And and just hearing the fact that he's actually scored more than Lou, which yeah. is supposed to be Lou, Lou Williams' main draw card, mm. um, just solidifies that pick yeah. for me. I had him at number one as well for the exact yeah. same reason. Especially because Lou can hurt you on the defense so much, which Trez, I'd just say, is pretty average on that end yeah. so he doesn't hurt you like Lou would no he's yeah I mean he's not he's not a big you know I mean his size is a bit of a, a deterrent because he's a, a smaller center but the energy that he brings and the, the rebounding that he brings on the on, onto the court I think mm. is you can't really deny it um, when you compare it to someone like Lou Williams who's just there for his scoring um, cool so we'll move on to our most improved another one that I had a tough one picking um, I feel like there were three front runners for me there there were three front runners. I'm going to give a special shout out to it. Well, I've actually done a bit of a rule here. Now, you guys probably have him in your top three, but I've actually ruled out um, Devontae Graham from my list. Um, Ooh, just because uh, he's a second year player and he's getting more opportunity. <laughs> it's pretty much his rookie year, really. He, he really barely is, played he, last year. So. He barely played last year. I feel like you're, you're expected to step up in your second year. You know, you could say something like Luka Doncic has done the same sort of thing, so he won't be appearing on my list mm. um, as well. But I don't know. I feel like I feel a bit cheap and dirty giving it to a, a second-year player because I feel like that's just the expectation to get better as, as your second year and as you're going to get more minutes. Um, so I've he might be someone that might be on your list, but I've eliminated him. So my, my top three in no particular order are uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Fred Van Vliet made my... my top three as well so Fred was the guy that I I put in over Devonte because um, I think that he's been uh, at least for me one of the surprise packages to come out of the Raptors mm-hmm. um, and as well as Nick Nurse being their, their, their coach I think he's a, a real reason that they're still competing to be a championship contender I think you know if you look at his stats he is was in contention for my all-defensive teams as well. Um, a, a great on-ball guard defender, racking up a lot of steals there. Um, it's sort of starting to take over Kyle Lowry as the best point guard on their team. Um, and Lowry's been a perennial all-star for, for a few years. So I think he's been enough. He's done enough this year to deserve that that spot there. I feel like we're all going to have Adebayo and Ingram on our teams. Um they sort of speak for themselves. Actually, I just realized I forgot Ingram, so it's one. <laughs> so he'll be my... He should who, who be, you taking I've got four, four okay. I guess, the top four. Interesting. But, um, okay. All right. So that, those are my three. So Ingram, Adebayo, and Van Vliet. Who, who do you have, Cal, with that late addition? With that late addition. So Ingram has Hasby in there. I've, yes. tried in. Uh, I've got um, Pascal, Siakam, Bam Adebayo, and Luka Doncic. Really? So you've Pascal got Pascal back-to-back back 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 in the top three. He well, he stepped year. it up so much. And like he, yeah. I, think, I think he deserves it. I can't it. really argue with it, but yeah. I, I feel like... He's improved a lot still, mm. again, but yeah, I feel like two yeah. years in a row. I, yeah, I usually try not, similar to the Luca thing, like, you know, Luca had a great rookie season, he still stepped it up. He stepped it up, it's MVP level, Yeah, 
but you know we kind of expected that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You expected him to be MVP level uh, in the second year. Excuse me. <laughs> That's why I drafted him in the second round of my fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. I did. Um, so yeah. So name those three again, Callum. Um, so like, I, I might trade out. I put Bren, Brandon Ingram at the three. Yeah. Um, but I had Pascal Siakam. Pascal. And then Bam and Luca. Um, okay. in, in no particular yeah. order. Okay. Okay. So you did have Luca in there originally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My original was yeah Luca, Bam, and Pascal, and um, I forgot about Ingram. So we'll throw Ingram in. We'll get your winner mm. in a second. I'll be yeah. interested to see Who, who's your three, Jermaine. I had no particular order: Brandon Ingram, Bam, and Devonte Graham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had you had uh, yeah Devonte Graham. Yeah. 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 Devonte Graham. You, you can't deny that he has exceeded all expectations. Yeah. Um, and has sort of come out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, so I didn't even know he existed before this season. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that plays a factor. But you, would have, you would have thought he was a rookie, basically. I really thought. And then I was like, who is this dude? And then someone drafted him on fantasy, and then it's like, what? Yeah. That, that he, someone would be me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he only played, he played 15 minutes a game last season and put up yeah. 4.7 4 points. points. Yeah. So that's all he did. And this season he's putting up 18.2 points on 7.5 assists. Mm. Um, which is pretty damn good. Great so, numbers, yeah, yeah, great numbers. Um, a little bit of a you know good stats, bad team, bad team kind of vibe. And but it's good for Charlotte to have something to be a bit hopeful for because I feel like going into the season, I probably would have ranked them as the probably one of the worst and also probably the, the worst future. Yeah, they don't because have, they have much just have nothing really going for them really. So yeah. Yeah. it's nice to have a nice little bright spark. Yeah, mm. yeah, that, that's that's good for them, and I, I think. I think even long term he could surpass Terry Rozier as their their best guard on their team. He's insane. He's arguably better now. He's arguably better now because he spreads yeah. the court a lot more. Yeah, he's got a better shot, but for yeah. sure. Mm. Um, so who do you guys actually have as the winner for this award? Right, I'll, I'll go surely, first. So surely. I have. I think. I can't believe you forgot this man. It's got to be. It's got to be Luka Doncic. I'm sorry, but I think he's the most no. improved. He's got to be the most no improved way. to go from like a 20 point per game to literally almost averaging a 30 point triple double, leading your team into the playoffs. And literally being an MVP contender, like how how can that step is yes. not an easy step to do? Like right. how how can you go? How can you not give it to Luka Doncic? I'm completely sold on him. I can I can understand that, and and I could recognize he's almost put up a thirty point triple double. Yes, in his it, second season. Look, there's and no I understand denying he's putting up twenty points before, but like there's no denying that he's good. Like, he's gone from star to both you and I, Callum. No, he's, yeah, he's a top know. ten player. Yeah, he's, Jermaine's he's, a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I'm just being realistic. That's all. Yeah, and I think that. We all, even for myself, I, even from that seeing that first year, you could tell that he was going to the, be... The writing was on the rule. But yeah. to go from star to superstar like he did, though, it was just... Yeah, it, ha- it happens. It though. probably yeah, is it the actually, more... And when it happens, give the man an award. It probably is the more... <laughs> he'll get his MVP award. <laughs> he'll get there. He'll yeah. get there. He, um, it's probably the more significant in terms of the impact on the team, you know, compared to these other players, um, in terms of how he's going to impact the team's chances for a, a title. Mm. But I still think in terms of... Some of these other players, like I'll give it away now. My, my winner for this award is Brent Ingram. Um, before before this season, he's been balling. I, I I didn't think Brent Ingram was good at all. Right. I, I didn't. Yeah, think me he too. Was a good I thought player. it was a write off. I, I picked him up like in the tenth round of the fantasy draft as like a flyer, and I did wasn't even keen. I was like, oh, it's probably a wasted pick. Yeah, as, and as he a, has yeah. killed it this he's year. He's done. He's yeah. exceeded my expectations tenfold, and I think to go from bad player. Oh, to, come on. Uh, I know you're a Lakers fan, but he was bad on the Lakers. No. He was. If he, you actually watched him, he was actually he's no. always been this good. He, he had, he had he was bright sparks, like no, sparks here he, and there. He was just weak. He was just, you know, he's still weak. getting used to, He still is, but he's still just getting used to his body. But he always had that quick first step. 
He just was, we was so able to long. make. We always so saw long. the potential, like I said. We always saw the potential in his length. I just um, never really saw it. But he it hasn't enough. put it together yet. And and, and this year, he um, did. I think he did. I knew he was a good player. His stats are pretty crazy, man. Twenty four <laughs> points a game, six rebounds, four assists. Yeah. as well to me that's a bigger jump to go from what I would consider a bad player to uh, one of the best players on a, on a well he went from he was putting up to, yeah, 18 points last season up to 24 and I mean but the thing is like he's their go-to scorer now the Pellies really had some really garbage time this year I think there was one at one point they lost 13 games in a row and it's just the, yeah. he's put up stats <laughs> and it was a pretty, pretty I feel like this team. this award you can reward that you know most yeah. improves like the carnival award you can you don't really worry about the the team's record like you know, well, I kind of do because I, that's why improved. that's why I put Luca up there because he's actually affected winning a lot more mm-hmm. and his step up from. I mean, if you're looking at points, he's putting up. It's more of a step. He's gone from 21 to 29 points. So what's that? Which eight is eight difference. points difference. What's Ingram's difference? Um, Ingram's was 18 to 24. Which okay. is only six points. So he's putting up. All right. Like, well, if we're talking about steps, why? Why is not Bam Adebayo? Well, he was, two. He, he was my number two. He was my number two. He was my number two. This man literally doubled all of his stats. <laughs> he's on a winning team, but he's not a like, superstar. He's going, an all star right now. Yeah. He first time he's playing all-star. at an all star level for sure, and defensively, he makes a big impact. I'm, I'm he literally went from like serviceable player to all star. This is my counter argument to that, and the argument is opportunity. So someone, yeah. someone like Ingram when he was given minutes Luka, last season, there was big games. By was, there, there were like the sparks were there. There were some games where he put like twenty and twenty, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, cool. Now Bam's gonna go back to the bench. That's right, and and you know we keep referencing fantasy in this episode, but you know Bam Adebayo was drafted the highest out of all these people because we expected him to be. And uh, I, I dropped him as well, so I got Bam and Pat. Reach that paid off. But but we, we we saw this coming because last year he was behind. Who did they have in front of him last year? Was it Hassan? Hassan, yeah. yeah, he was behind yeah. Hassan Whiteside, so he wasn't even starting. Whereas players like Luca and Ingram, their minutes haven't changed this year. It's just mm-hmm. their ability, and that's what I want to reward more than the opportunity. Similar, similar argument to why I didn't have Devonte making the the top three. Mm-hmm. It's just when you give someone more opportunities, if they're good, they're going to make the most of it, and that's why I saw him at number two. He's done an amazing job, um, and he's exceeded my expectations, even though they were high to start the season. But these these numbers just say much more than opportunity, though. Like, this oh, is, this I'm not is... denying it. And that's why I did it too. But when you're splitting hairs for me, yeah, I think that's yeah. So you had him at number one. I'm at number one because I always knew Brandon Ingram was this good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's an expectation game. I guess. Um, so that's interesting. We all had different winners there. Um, we're going to quickly move on to our next awards. Um, two big ones. Um, Defensive Player of the Year is our next one. Um, I'm very interested to see who you guys actually have winning this award. Um, mm. I think yeah, a bit of a debate for the top. top I, I spot. think personally, the top three are pretty easy to pick. I yep. had no troubles picking my top three. But I agree. The, yeah. the number one, um, I, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb with my number one, but I'll, I'll save that for a second. Um, my let, let's go, Callum. Who who have you got in your top three? Um, in my top three, in no particular order, yep. I've got um got Anthony Davis, yep. <clears throat> Rudy Gobert, and um, Giannis the Greek Freak. Okay, I had the exact same. Yeah, I had all yeah, those I had, three. I had. Anthony Davis, Giannis, and I actually had Ben Simmons. You had Ben Simmons over Rudy Gobert. Yeah, right. yeah I, I, I don't. I feel like Utah haven't been the same team this that's year. True. That's true. That, that, that's true. That's all I do. And like, I'm, I'm not gonna deny like, this is this is like seasonal awards. I know that Rudy is still you know all, over the last five years your best defensive player easily, 
but I just put Ben Simmons there just because I feel like he's. I don't know why there's so much hype around Ben Simmons being such a great defender. Dude, I, the, I, I know he's good. But so like, versatile. He's so smart as well. Yeah, like, that's a word, versatile. His, his, he can defend like He's versatile with his size. IQ, IQ man. His, his IQ is off the charts. Yeah, some of the steals he gets. Yeah. He's just yeah, reading okay. the game. All right. He can, he can read the. Get those good um, rotations. He can. You that's know, interesting. Read. Uh, see, I, see, I think. For me, I had Rudy Gobert, I'll reveal it, plays. I had him third. Mm. Um, I definitely think he's taken a step back this year. I had him third as well. Yeah, so so he was on the cusp for me. Um, and I consider someone like Joel Embiid being another one there. I'd probably consider him more impactful defensively than Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the guards, I you know if you wanted to have a guard in there, because all of mine are forwards or centres, so um, it's probably hard for a guard to win this award. Yeah. The, 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 the defensive stats probably favour the big man a bit more. Um, in saying that, Ben Simmons is six foot nine, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's like the closest thing to a forward as a guard yeah. can be. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Um, now, who did you guys have winning this award? I'm very interested to see how you guys go because I've I don't know if mine's a hot take or if we're all going to be in agreement here. Well, it's definitely it's got to be between Giannis and Anthony Davis, right? Is yeah. that everyone's top two? Yeah, that's my top two. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's the main debate: who, who you're going to go with? Yeah, um, I went with Giannis, and that's just because okay. the Celtics just have a their team defense is a lot better. Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee. If you look at the stats, I wish he was. Oh, I wish he was on the Celtics. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Milwaukee Bucks. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, their their defense is it's just a step up in terms of the actual raw stats itself. And I think he's this the the front runner for that, just being able to defend the rim and also do, be on the perimeter, just guarding anyone. He's so long and strong. So he, yeah. he's um he was my number one. Okay, yeah. who was your number one, Jermaine? I had Giannis as well. Wow, we all had Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was actually pretty clear cut. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anthony Davis definitely stepped up. Lakers. I think I'm pretty sure Lakers are actually their number one defensively, but um, I still thought Giannis has definitely stepped. He's definitely stepped up in terms of his defensive game. Well, in terms of defensive rating, if if that's going to be a, no, a yeah. thing that we go off, then the yeah. Milwaukee are number one. Yeah, okay. um, they're miles ahead. Yeah. yeah, in, def- in terms of defensive rating, yeah. it's 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 a tough one to sort of compare because there's so many different factors at play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Giannis, I think, and he's the reason. Like his mm. versatility. I've already mentioned to Brooke Lopez is at the rim, this stop, stopping blocks this year. It, that has been yeah. a factor. But Giannis mm. is, is the front runner, I, yeah. best defense in the league. I, I give it to him. I think I think his versatility and, and switchability is something that just can't be overstated enough. Mm. And yeah. the fact that he is able to guard one through five legitimately, um, and just allow for that defensive scheme to be possible. Yeah, um, I, I think that he creates the culture there. Um, through his hard work, through his switchability, um, and his commitment on the defensive end, mm. I, I think it's it's something that you can't really deny. And um, the reason I was saying that I was wondering if this is going to be a hot take was because of our next award. Um, I'm assuming with the MVP, we're going to talk a bit about Giannis in a second. Mm. But he should be in the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's skip to it anyway because I think this is going to tie into the defensive side of things as well. Yeah. So MVP. Um, for myself, I had I had Giannis, LeBron, and James Harden as my top three. Um, you could argue that Luca is. I'll have him as my. Well, that was my top three. I had mention. I had Giannis, LeBron, and Luca as my yep. top three. Yeah, interesting. Um, and the reason maybe that debate against Doncic versus um, um, James, James is I feel like there was probably a good maybe month or even over a month there where um, Westbrook literally looked like the better team. Oh, sorry, the better player for that team. That's true. And James Harden did kind of step back a bit. And it, I, obviously, I feel James Harden's a better player. I'll, I'll remind but just you. because it's a regular season award, and because there was that month where Westbrook was also kind of outperforming him. And, and I mean, they were, they were only in the sixth seed before we even did this bubble, as well as another yep. argument. That's why I put Doncic in. It was just clearly um, the best player on that Dallas team with a very, very similar record to the Rockets. 
and putting up just as ridiculous stats as an almost a 30 point triple double. So a lot of mm. a lot of rub, uh, love and praise from me uh, going to Luka uh, Doncic. Yeah, and, and this no, fair enough. I had a hard time picking between those two. I think mm. LeBron and Giannis were clearly one and two, um, but that third spot, I, I just gave Harden the edge. Just because I looked at their numbers, and you know Harden's averaging more points, um, he's he's probably still at this stage a better player. Um, say what you will on the defensive end, he's he's made some improvements there. Um, but I just feel that you, you say that Russell Westbrook had that month where he was doing better than, he than was just, James. I just thought he was the better player. For, if you, for the if you look before that month, Harden was putting up some ridiculous numbers. Yeah, but to win the yeah. MVP award, you have to be yes. dominant for your team the whole and, season. And, that's, and I'm, not, I'm not giving it to him, but I think he's mm. done enough to, to just edge out Luca at this stage. But I, I had a really tough time deciding yeah. between the two. And I had the same as well. Um, so you, you had, who, who'd you have at your uh, three? No, I, I had um, James Harden at my three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah simply, yeah, I think. It's because you're a hater, though. Yeah, you're a hater. Not Luka. A hater. He's not even okay. a top 15 let me player. Just clear, let me just clear this up right now. Okay, Luka Doncic, he may slip into top 50, 15. Did you say 50? 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Nah. All right. I know he's going to be a good player, but I'm just saying. He's a great player right now. He's, he's, a, like great, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great player right now, but I'm just going to wait just a little bit more just to see him. <laughs> Solidify himself. He's in his prime right now. He's already. He's in, in the prime already. He, how much better can you get in a thirty-point triple <laughs> oh, double again? I reckon he can get better. He can um, get better. But yeah, no. yeah, you're never gonna live that down, Jermaine. You're yeah, living right Dodgers' hate of the life. You guys threw. <laughs> you guys threw the top fifteen on me in like ten seconds. I can't pull this straight away. Okay. Um, so uh, let's let's reveal our, our winner for this award because I want to tie it back in at least for my pick for the defensive player of the year. I've, I've got Giannis winning, and I really can't be swayed for any reason to pick it anyone else except for Giannis. And so, do you guys have anyone different? Do you have LeBron beating out Giannis? I have Giannis. I thought, yeah, I thought it was, um, there's a debate there, um, but I think kind Giannis of. is the front runner. Kind of. I, I can't really give it any too much credit, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. If, if, and we've all collectively done this for our MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. This opens up a conversation that Giannis is the first player since Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon, who we're predicting to win both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, which is, mm. you know... Two players have done that before him, so yeah, and back-to-back MVPs for Giannis as well. So this yeah. is this is the beginning of something truly, truly great in yeah. in, in terms of Kumpo's um, resume here, mm. and it's probably the reason why if we go back a couple of episodes, I had him at number two in my in my rankings of the top fifteen. So yeah. um, credit to Giannis, he's put together an amazing couple of seasons, and um, you know, not not often you see this come along. No. And like it's just scary the progression that he's every single year always comes back with something new, a little bit stronger, shot a little bit better. Yeah. And it's it's scary. You don't. He still has so much more potential even from now. And Can you imagine if? And it could be just a matter of when he gets <laughs> yeah. a jump shot. Yeah. Like even just like a serviceable, mm. you've got to get out to him like yeah. three point shot. This man is just gonna. He's gonna yeah. be the MVP multiple times yeah. in in the current uh, in, in the future generation. So um, really hard to look past him. I'll mm. give a shout out to LeBron James. He's turned back the clock again. Yeah. Thirty five or something. Yeah, How old is he? Yeah. yeah so 35. after a disappointing season last year, he's he's come back rested. Mm. Um, he's definitely the leader on that team. Um, granted, he's got you know another top 10 player in Anthony Davis on his team and, and yeah. someone to run with him but um, his ability to play point guard this year and rack up those assists controlling the game the way he does mm. um, you, you can't you can't sort of say I'll, I'll throw some names out there these are let's assume Giannis does win the yep. award again that'll be a back to back as you touched on before Mitch the only NBA players ever to win back to back champion no sorry back to back MVP awards yep. Bill Russell Will Good Chamberlain name. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Moses Malone Larry Bird Magic Johnson, 
Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Steve Nash, and LeBron James. Yeah, and now right. Giannis. So that's a pretty good... Shout out to Steve Nash. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, outside of Steve Nash. That's a pretty good list yeah. to be on. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Outside of Steve Nash, those are, you, you that's could argue... That's some big, big names. Out they're, they're like top 15 players of all time. All time. Yeah. Like, yeah. All yeah. time. Now Giannis is in, in that group. That's that's pretty incredible. And, and you know, depending on how the Bucks go in these playoffs, we could be having some serious conversations about where Giannis fits in amongst that group. Obviously, the playoffs, we, we like to put a lot of stock into it. Had a disappointing year last year. But um, for this man, if, if he comes out, let's say he wins a championship, you know, we're, we're starting to look at him in that really top-tier level of player. Um, and he's still just getting started. He's, he's turning 26 in December this year. Oh, he's so young. He's four months older than I am. How's that yeah. happening? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What have yeah. I done with my life? <laughs> yeah. Nah, if, if, he, if he wins the championship, I'm going to say now, he's best player in the league. Yeah, I think that's. I think that that would do it. For yeah, me. if it wasn't for Kawhi dominating him last year in that series, then <laughs> you know it's got to be Kawhi right now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, fair enough. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they get the get the ring this year. Um, we might call it there, boys. Thanks for joining us again on this on this t- um, Ball Boys podcast. No we'll, be, we'll be back next week with some more basketball to talk about. We're inching closer and closer to the playoffs. Not too far away yeah, now. Those playoff matchups are going to be very clear. Maybe, yep. maybe next time we, we yep. do. Um, We're going to start pod. to talk a bit about the playoff matchups, any other news that comes up, um, and start to preview the, the good stuff, the NBA playoffs. That's so it. thanks for tuning in, guys. If you want to give us a rating on iTunes, um, if you want to check us out on YouTube, chuck us a like and subscribe. Um, um, I don't think you can do it on Spotify, but thanks for listening anyway, and we will see you next week. See ya. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.